Years ago, I covered a execution of a man convicted of killing a police officer. And it's a very solemn, strange environment to be in when you see the families of the man who was convicted, who was condemned to die, holding candles, pleading for someone to intervene. And then you saw police officers, supporters of police officers, also holding candles, but saying that this was justice. And interestingly enough, the family of the police officer, the one who had been killed, they were, they didn't feel that this was justice. They felt that taking a life for a life was not justice. They had brought the man into the chamber before the witnesses and asked him if he had any last words. And he said, Allah forgive them. And this man had converted to Islam and had become very peaceful. and had accepted his fate. What a powerful witness this was, knowing that this man was condemned to die and he echoed what Jesus had said on the cross. And I'm reminded of a parable that Jesus actually, actually uttered. And it's a little different. But he was talking about a rich man who he was dressed in fine linen and lived in luxury and every day he saw a beggar and eventually the beggar Lazarus had died and angels carried him to Abraham's side and when the rich man had died he had actually gone to hell And in Luke it says, In hell where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. 
So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And then the rich man said, I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my brother's house, for I have five brothers. Let him come, let him warn them, so they will not also come to this place of torment. And it was, and it's such an interesting perspective about how we live our lives on earth. This, uh, this power of forgiveness and this power of living our lives the best we can. And, and when I consider all these people in the afterlife, if you believe in that, how all conflicts are resolved there. And those who have chosen to refrain from forgiveness will be purified. They, they must let go of that resentment, let go of the anger, let go of the greed, such as the rich man, the lack of compassion for the poor. And it's interesting how this rich man had not recognized this while he would while he was on the earth. And the man who had been condemned to die who was accused of killing the police officer he had he had come to accepting of his fate while on earth and he had surrendered to God And he had asked people on earth, he had asked God to intervene, intercede and say, forgive them. And just what a powerful thing to achieve on earth in recognizing, surrendering. Rather than waiting until the afterlife What cross do we bear? What do we 
What do we need to surrender? What What do we do? Or what can we give up that is holding us back? from a right relationship with God. And who have we not forgiven that we can forgive to release us from those those shackles of hate and anger And if you believe in the afterlife, I often wonder what it would have been like to see that police officer and the man accused of killing him in heaven. Are they pleading like the rich man did? Are they pleading with the people who are still alive, asking them to forgive, asking them to straighten their path, asking them to let go? So don't wait until someone is gone to forgive. And don't wait until the afterlife to rectify your wrongs. <laughs>